Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring 20s podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our 20s podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. I feel like I said podcast really weird. Podcast. Podcast. And that's that. It's fancy. Yeah. It's a fancy podcast. It's a fancy podcast, and we do fancy things. That's right. We wear ball gowns and blazes. We do? Oh, I love that for us. I love that for us. Today, we're going to be talking about a difficult topic. Difficult. I think it's difficult. Okay. I think people struggle with this. Yeah, you're right. They do. They do. Continue. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about giving advice to friends. I feel like giving advice to people is a very, could be a very touchy situation. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Cool. Let's do it. But first it's time for um, my pride also really funny anytime I do any sort of like woo unintentionally but also intentionally I do it in the most like off-key weird I'm like woo. you do you do your woos are strange they're weird but like I don't even I don't know we'll work on it um I don't know please work on your wooing work on my woo because like I wouldn't say it like that naturally um unsure unsure maybe it's a character I'm putting on we'll discuss um my pride my pride is honestly something I'm tremendously proud of that I don't think I give enough um credit for is I just was thinking about over the past couple of weeks and I think that over the past couple of months I'll I feel like my relationship to food has been just like a little interesting if you will like I just think like there were still some like leftover little things that I still had to work through Mm -hmm. um but was very honest with myself about what they were how I was feeling and I just I'm proud that I chose to work through them even though we just had Amy um, who's an Enneagram coach on the show and something that we talked about a good amount with her was like really looking at the parts of yourself that like almost make you uncomfortable because you don't want to believe they're true or like your reality yeah and I think it is hard especially when it's a topic or a situation or whatever that you feel a lot of shame about because I don't think that we intentionally lie to ourselves or to other people about stuff like that I think it's almost like there are certain things that just feel too uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I'm proud of myself for really like being super real with myself about what things were lingering, releasing the shame that they existed at all. Um, like literally looking at them head first at like what they are, when these things come up for me, um, what things I can put into place, to, like interrupt them from getting in my way or put me in a state where I can be logical versus emotional about it. Um, and I'm really proud of that because honestly, life has been very busy. So the fact that I made it a priority, um, is really lovely, even though I'm obviously talking about it on the show now, I feel like it's one of those things that it's like, nobody knows you're really doing that work. Right. Um, and only you like directly reap the benefits of it. And then of course are better for the people around you once you've kind of gotten over the hump. But with all that, I'm super happy to say that I'm incredibly proud of my relationship to food over the past couple of weeks. And I feel like I am finally, truly, sincerely in a place where like, 
I don't feel worried about how that's going to unfold in the future. Like, I don't feel like I'm. Wow, that's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I'm like very much underplaying it because it's, it's like, I don't know. I just am, yeah. but I'm very proud of it. And yeah. And I, I think it's just one of those things where it's like with things that really pull on our heartstrings, it's easy to be like, oh, it, it's easy for that person or whatever. And I really think I got to a point where I was like, fuck, is my relationship to food ever going to feel effortless? Mm. And it really does right now. Wow. In a way that it hasn't ever before. So I'm very grateful. Oh, that is such a huge deal, bud. That's yeah. a huge deal. And I think that that's amazing for people to hear if anybody is struggling with that, you know, that there there can be a light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah. I'm just so proud of you. Like, that is so exciting. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud too. I really am. And that's why I want to talk about it. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm like only really talking to myself about this particular thing right now. And yeah, I'm proud too. So thank you. Maybe uh, we can do an episode on that soon if you are feeling ready to about like getting to that point um, totally. lately, because I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And especially like around this time of year, when we seem to think about our bodies even more than we already do, because yeah. summer and bathing suits and show your clothes and totally. there's just more going out. Usually in the summer, you're eating out more, you're drinking more usually. So I feel like that topic, even though it can be on our minds all the time gets like uh, like Probably. extra um around this time of year so I think that would be a, a helpful episode to do yeah no absolutely I'm, I'm honestly ready for it whenever I feel like I've cool I've felt every feeling in between when it comes to shame already so I feel like I'm I'm totally at a place where I'm like yeah crazy. and I feel like we haven't like kind of talked about that in in a while yeah. in terms of like your personal journey with it and yeah and, um tips and tools for for yeah. the journey for sure. Yeah. Yay. No, okay. Keep staying, stay tuned. Stay tuned peeps. Um, <laughs> and my pickle. Oh, I didn't think about this one. Um, no, I, I have one. Um, my, I really, I like miss like uninterrupted time with my parents. I oh. am so intentional about like seeing them in general. So like anyone who was like, you see them, like you still see them. I do. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm grateful. Um, but there's something about like having, you know, just having access to them like very readily. That's not over FaceTime. Like you're saying, like, I feel like with my parents, my mom's super on the go. My dad's always distracted. So of course they pay attention to me on FaceTime, but it's just different in person. Like I, I miss being just like in their presence more. Yeah. And, um, I think that like this week was a little bit more busy and we're going away this weekend with some of our friends. So I'm not going to like see them this weekend, which is fine. Like I literally probably will see them next week. But I think it's just like one of those things where I feel it extra just because I know that there's not like an opportunity to. Um, so yeah, hug your freaking parents, people. Oh, yeah. Parents rock. They do. They do. We're very lucky that our yeah. parents rock. Not everyone's parents rock, but um, we'll be your parents. Yeah. You just call us mama. <laughs> just call me mama. Um, my pride this week is I talked about it on Monday's episode, the astrology the the eclipse mercury retrograde so i was feeling very much like i needed to like clean things out of my life um and so for me like sometimes i don't know that happens to me like once in a while where i'm like i just need to like clean shit yeah. um 
and like I wasn't feeling like I needed to like literally clean my apartment but I feel like I needed to like clean out things so I like cleaned out like all of the old shit on my google drive I like cleaned Mm. out like all of the shit in my iCloud I like cleaned out all the apps that I don't use from my phone later tonight I'm gonna clean out my closet like I just felt like I needed to get rid of like any excess shit that like I don't need anymore um yeah like I literally was just like I need to like just get rid of everything that I don't need and I'm very much like that I know some people like love to hold on to stuff I'm very minimalist I don't like things I'm not sentimental in terms of like items like I I have very few things other than like my clothes which I kind of go through pretty often and especially with like technology stuff. I'm like documents that I haven't used in a year. Absolutely. Goodbye. Like, yeah. oh, and it felt, it feels really good. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's incredibly, honestly, like not to like solely talk about productivity, but I think that's like very productive because I think it's something we avoid doing because it's boring, even if it's free. Mm-hmm. It like, was so some, boring, but it felt consuming. really good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. Honestly, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, I should do that No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does take a lot of time and it's like not fun because you have to look right. at it and be like, do I need this? But like, it feels so good. I'm like, oh, everything is just lighter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good for you. thank you. I really feel like I needed to do it. it. It makes me feel like I'm more set up for success. And I don't know if that's true or if that's like, just like, me avoiding doing maybe real things that I have to do which could very much be the case but like it does make me feel like okay I have more room in my life to do like other things I think it's it just like feels cleaner lighter like you said like I I mean maybe it's a combo maybe you're avoiding things too I don't know but um I I feel like that too I mean I don't do a deep deep dive like you're doing which I'm like literally so impressed by but like honestly something as simple as like I always like pull shit over to my desktop so for me like throwing things in the trash like are on my desktop like don't need to be anymore um like little things like that like they they do feel like you kind of have your shit together a little more oh yeah like I cleaned out like the trash in my email there was like 2000 messages in my like trash. Cause I like hadn't, no, it was like 20,000 or something. It was like ridiculous. Or it was like 20,000 messages. I think in my trash, because I just, you know, like you put shit in your, your emails in your trash, but you don't ever delete your trash. And then it deleted the yeah. whole trash. It was like, trash is empty. And I was like, ah, wow. so good. Thank goodness. Right. And now I have so much so more good. storage everywhere. Yeah because like I got you know I got a new computer and I was like I don't want any shit on this new computer that I do not absolutely need yeah no that's I feel like there's something about that too though with like a totally new device though like when I feel like whenever you get like a new phone or like stuff like that like it's so fun to like start from scratch yeah I love I love starting from scratch like I was not happy to get a new computer because it took up a lot of my time energy and money but (laughs) there is something nice about starting from scratch yeah you go June thanks but yeah so I did that I did that and I'm gonna do my closet um probably tonight yeah I remember so randomly this one time during I think it was during quarantine where (laughs) I remember this where I was like I'm so sad that like my closet (laughs) mess and you were like so my pride is that I cleaned my closet and I was like you (laughs) bitch it was so funny because I was like so excited that day to tell you my pride because I had literally spent like days like cleaning and like perfecting and like 
like Marie Kondo folding my clothes. Like I spent days doing this immaculate closet reboot and Brenda was like crying that her closet was a mess. Hello, like let's talk about simpler times. Like right now I want to literally kick myself in the head for ever caring so much and being so distraught about my closet. I felt hey, it in my Sometimes court. you just are going to be distraught about your closet and that's okay. It's okay. It's all right. But yeah, <laughs> so I did that. And then, um, oh, this is not my part. Oh, and then I'll do my pickle in a minute. But you want to know something really adult that I feel like I'm going to do? What? I have some items, speaking about cleaning my closet, that I want, but they don't fit me. So I don't wear them because they don't fit. And I'm going to take them to a tailor. Wow. And I'm going to get them tailored. Isn't that very adult? I I would definitely say so. Adult for many reasons. One, like taking the time, the money, the energy, trying it on. Like it just all feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. I'm not excited about it, but I'm like, I don't want to just like give these away or like sell them. Like I like them. I ordered them for a reason. They're sitting in your closet unborn. Like take them to the tailor. Wow. I'm going to do that probably next week. Wow. We're going to hold her to it. You guys, we're going to see, we're going to ask hold me to the tailor. Edit. Yeah. Unless I get there and they tell me it's $800. I'm going to be like, goodbye. Like, I'm sorry. I have a meeting. I'm sorry. This skirt was $20. You want to cost, you want to charge me $50 to hem it? No, no. Yeah. I don't really know how that stuff runs. So it's yeah, going to be, I don't know. I don't know how much the tailor costs. So I say, I'm going to do this and it feels really adult that I might do it. But if I get there and there, it's like $700. I'm, I ain't doing it. Yeah. Valid, valid. I, you res- know. I respect your, your decision to consider it when the time comes. So we'll see, but like, yeah, I have like a few things. I'm like, I would love to wear these, but I don't ever wear them because they don't fit. So we'll let us know how it goes. We're going to do it. We're going to be really adult. We're going to go to the tailor. It was very adult. But anyway, my pickle is my pickle is that on the clothing topic is that every sock that I own has a hole in it, but I don't want to order new socks. So I'll take the Okay, so here we go. I'll take the skirts to the tailor, but I won't order a new pair of socks on Amazon priorities it's just about the priorities we make up the stupidest rules Rules. in our head the stupidest rules I'm like I went to Pilates the other day and I was like I love Pilates like I can't go to Pilates all the time no because Pilates is $33 a class and yet I had a $16 acai bowl for lunch yeah no it's if I didn't eat the acai bowl for two days I could go to Pilates and you could get socks. It's so funny because literally myself and I'm 100% going to call out our friend right now because I can, but like I, we have a friend who like has said many times that she wants to go to therapy, which is beautiful. And we support that. And we love that. And the other day she was like, you know what? I can't afford therapy. And I'm like, we just spent $60 on delivering a right. food. Right. It's amazing. The rules that we like make up for ourselves that I will, I will take things to a tailor, but I will not order a 10 pair of $10 socks on Amazon. Like fuck off myself. Another thing thing I think underwear, I never buy underwear, Julia. I literally, I have like 
like underwear with reindeer on them. Like, and this is to say, all due respect to myself, my body has been so many different sizes throughout my life. Like I don't fit in all the same underwear. Like I've had phases where like, I have like a labia hanging out and like, I don't care. Like I just like, let just, it rock. you just let it rock. The underwear is like, labia is out the next day. It's like three sizes too big. It's falling down her pants. Literally. It's tucked into her legging. Like <laughs> It's so true. Like, what is that? <laughs> Where I'm just like, it's too expensive. It's but then too I'll, expensive. I'll, like, I'll, I'll literally spend an absurd amount of money on like food that I'll throw in the garbage. Yeah, it's so, it's so crazy. Oh my God. But like, who Honestly, makes up these rules? Who, who, know, who in there does it? Who? And now, unfortunately, I'm having an urge to make the rest of the episode about stupid rules we make up for ourselves. They're invalid. <laughs> do you have some? We could do both. We could. Okay, maybe we should dive into the, the real one. Maybe we'll okay, okay. One. Well, we'll do another episode. I think we can make a list for ourselves now that we've thought of it. Let's make, yeah. let's keep track. We'll do this next week. Let's write a list. Every time you do something that is a stupid rule that you've made up for yourself, write it down in our note. And okay. we'll, we'll do a whole episode on stupid rules that we make up for ourselves next week. Everybody knows that Brenda and I are super big on habits and creating and maintaining habits that help us to live our best lives. And sometimes we need a little help tracking those habits so that we can make sure we are staying on top of things in order to reach our goals, whatever those goals may be. And that's why today we are talking about new. Noom is a great tool to help you track your habits to reach your health and wellness goals, whatever those goals may be. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to help people take control of their habits for good. Through a combination of technology, psychology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health goals. And this is so personal. And Noom understands that everybody's goals are unique. And what works for someone else might not work for you. And that's why Noom's approach adapts to your life style. It's flexible and focuses on progress and not perfection, which we love, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable and right for you, whatever those goals may be. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V. I think we should dive into the real topic of the day, which is giving friends advice. Which I think can be a sticky situation sometimes. And I think as we get older, it becomes a little more difficult because the advice usually attributes to more important things and bigger things. I think when we're younger, we're just like going out for advice. And like most of our decisions that we make when we're younger don't really matter. But as we get older, the decisions that we make do have more weight to them. And I think it's hard to sometimes give advice to our friends when we feel that like decisions that they might be making might have a lot of weight in their life. So I think there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of aspects to it. And I think we could go through all of them. Um, But there's like, one, do you give advice when you're not asked for advice? Mm -hmm. If you're asked for advice, how honest do you be with your advice? Mm. And how do you separate your own opinions from what you think that person might actually want? 
Yeah. Yeah. That they're all really good questions and thoughts. And I think that unfortunately, like everything else we talk about, the answer is it depends. Um, I think a lot of the question, the conversations we've had with our people have allowed us to kind of say things we maybe wouldn't normally say to someone um, out of fear of what they'll think and whatnot. But I really right. do think it depends. Like, I think I have people who I probably wouldn't like, wouldn't exactly say what I think. And it's not because we're lying. I think there's this like sense of wanting to protect someone or fear that they may take it the wrong way. And I think that even goes for our deeper friendships. I mean, um, we're lucky and grateful. And we've said it time and time again, that we do have pretty vulnerable friendships, but I think there is a lot, especially for, for like, for us, for me, at least, like I am so much better at like calling people out on things that like, I know they would want me to call them out on, or I'm being real, or I do this sneaky thing to a lot of people in my life, honestly, which I'm totally like outing myself here, but I do this sneaky thing where if I don't directly want to be like, you're making a bad decision, mm-hmm. I'll compare it to a time in my life where I've made a similar decision or been in a similar situation. That's a good tip. Yeah. And how it's been played out because it's less accusatory. So I think you really kind of have to make it seem like it, de- it depends on what it is, obviously, but um I think it's a lot more gentle of a way of saying it, not because you shouldn't say the truth, but because not everybody is ready to receive the truth and might resent you and not like share future things with you. So we had one of our friends in the past where honestly, she was in a really toxic relationship. um, And no matter what we said or how we painted it, we knew that saying those exact words would not resonate with her because we'd kind of tested that theory in the past and it only really closed her off to us more. So down the line for probably more time than, than we should have spent on this, but I would always, when there was a tricky situation, compare it to something I experienced, how I navigated that or someone else that I knew, um, to make her kind of think again about the situation she was in. Um, but I think it's hard. It really depends on friendship. And I think that that's a good point because you do want to, if you like really disagree with someone's actions, you do, and it's someone that you really care about, there is that fine balance of like saying what you want to say to them, but also like doing it in a way that they don't get closed off to. Because like one of the worst things is when people feel like they can't come to you. Um, yeah. And that's a really tricky thing to navigate that line and doing that with a friendship. Um, yeah. How... So when it go when it comes to like, let's say someone asks your opinion, mm-hmm. how do you navigate the level of honesty? Is that like the way you say it? Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do. I'm, I guess I'm trying to think because I feel like it, I hate to say it depends, but it depends. But still, to give you specifics. I think I always started out with to an extent, not like a no offense, but like, I just want you to know this is intended in the most positive way. And if something doesn't sit right with you, let me know. And like, let's talk it out instead right. of like assuming. Um, I find that I kind of set that disclaimer, which to an extent, is it tiptoe Maybe, but I think it just sets you up for a place where like somebody knows you have good intentions instead of them getting defensive. Because right. even for me, I'm oh, very yeah. understanding, but like, I, when people point out certain, like we all have triggers when people point out, like if someone were to target like my work ethic or something, it, it hits me in a point where I ultimately, I automatically get defensive. And I think that's a, a big, like three thing, yeah. not defensive of mean, but defensive of like defending of what you know about you. So, um, 
I definitely started off with some sort of disclaimer. I love that. I don't want you to go on to the next thing, but I love that. And I also do that. And I think, and I always also say like, I will support you. I love you and I will support you no matter what, but here is my opinion since you asked for it. And I want you to know that regardless of this opinion, you can always come and talk to me about the goods, the bads, the in-betweens, and I'm not going to judge you for any of that. I think a lot of times when we're receiving advice, we can take it as judgment. And the truth is that advice is not judgment. There is a difference between judging someone's actions and disagreeing with someone's actions and communicating that. But I think it's very easy to receive criticism or advice as judgment. And I think putting that disclaimer out there is like, I will support you. I am in no way judging you for any of this, but here's what I think about the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially for your closer friendships, if you guys have established like grounds where you have set this like, this thing where it's like hey I know that we said that we were going to be honest with each other so that's what I'm doing here and if this doesn't feel right like we'll talk about it at another point I know that for our closest friends that's a really like not easy but a good route for us to go because we've asked each other to serve as this person for one another um but I do think that for certain people who either might not ask for your opinion even though you might have a really strong one or someone that you just know isn't ready to hear it obviously that's a lot harder um so I guess it depends. I think on, so on, depending on the situation too, like I think there are just certain topics. Like I think we keep coming back to this. Like it's so dependent on like, like let's say there's a friend who has had a lot of like difficulty with, I don't with relationships, right? And you know, a lot of their stuff and whatnot like comes around dating. Like I think they're gonna be so much more emotionally charged around your responses because right. of how much this means to them. Right. Um, so I feel like it, it's, it's just being, knowing when to be delicate and just kind of gauging maybe with whatever your opening line is, whatever your opening advice is, gauging their body language, gauging their tone of voice and seeing where you can go from there. Mm. Cause I think you can kind of know based on the automatic reaction. Yeah. I think that that's great. And I think, uh, something I also have tried to turn to lately is instead of just like giving my opinion, especially if my gut reaction is like, shut it down. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to ask questions more. Yes. Um, And I know that you do this too about like, okay, well, have you thought about this? Like, or um, this is something maybe to look out for and like keep an eye on or like, this is something you maybe couldn't think about in relation to that. Instead of giving like an opinion, a personal opinion on something, providing questions that that person can ask themselves that yeah. might get them to a similar opinion to yours. And like, it's not yes. to be manipulative, but it's to make them see it without you having to tell them. Because sometimes we do just need to see things for ourselves. Sometimes we can't hear them from other people. And we need to see them for ourselves, but we don't have the tools to like be able to see them for ourselves. So if like someone can like ask you a question that makes you think about something differently or deeper, you know, or more reflectively than you would because you're, you know, you know, jumping into something or excited about something or angry about something or resistant to something. Like if someone can ask you those questions that 
kind of open you up to dealing with what's really at hand. I think that that's really helpful and takes away that like that hazard of being super defensive because you're not throwing your opinion onto something, which, cause I think a lot of times it's like, okay, well you weren't there or you're not in my shoes. So, or you haven't had my exact experience. So you don't know. So you can't give me advice on it, but if you can, but if you can, no one can say you can't ask me to ask myself that question. Like, yes, 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 yes. And it's so funny that you, I literally forgot, like I literally did this yesterday to one of our really close friends. Um, and it, it really is a tool that I'm like, not even recognizing that I use so often. I guess that's kind of what I me- meant by like, um, putting my situation or stuff like that. Like, even when somebody's telling a story or something, I will absolutely say like, and how did that make you feel like, why do you think that is? Or like, if someone yes. will talk about like what reaction they had to something, I'll always ask like, why do you think that is like, why, like, you know, what's like that deeper connection for it to you? Yeah. Um, and I think it makes such a difference and you're right, Ju, because it's been I such a good tool. Yeah. Cause I think it's really the approach that exactly as you're saying, it doesn't make someone think that you're judging them directly and you're allowing them to discover it for themselves, but you're yes. just giving them the right, the tools yes. to for themselves and then they won't hate you for it. So hundred percent. Uh, yeah. So even like, just to give tangible things, cause I don't think this is like outing anyone that like we love or care for, but like for example, you guys, like if you have people in your life, we're in our twenties, so many people are dating. So many people are dating the right people. So many people are dating probably the wrong people. Um, and sometimes you just don't know and you don't have to know, but like some of the things to give like very tangible examples. Um, and this is like, we have like such a close friend that we love so deeply. Um, and she's in the dating world right now. And some of the questions that we ask without like Again, because honestly, in a lot, a lot of times too, especially when it comes to like, let's say something like dating, like we're not on the fucking date. We don't know. Like we, we don't know. Right. So I think sometimes having questions for people in your life to reflect on and ask themselves yes. can give you a better look at like what really was going on. So like, for example, some, some of the things that we like talked about was like, what are my non-negotiables? Getting clear on that. What are lessons that I've already learned that I don't need to relearn? What vision of life do I want my partner to share? Like getting clear on a lot of things that are personal to you. And then really thinking about when it comes to like identifying this person, if it comes to dating, like what roles and boxes does this current person fill or align with? Are there things that this person and I do not align with? What are they? And can I work with them if so? Because of course, sometimes if it's like he picks his nose every two seconds, like can, is that the worst thing in the world? Like, do you absolutely hate that? And if so, no problem. Great, move Um, on. But I also think that that is great too for ourselves also, because sometimes- Sometimes we could give advice because we think we know something because we care about someone and we actually might not know. So asking that person those questions and if they can give like themselves answers and you answers, like that also might help you see the situation differently. Like if I, if someone is dating someone that I don't personally think is right for them, but I ask them like, you know, do you guys have the same vision of the future? And then they can reflect on that and have answers for themselves that say yes. And then share those with me if they're willing. And I could see that I could be like, oh, okay. Like that, that is a positive thing, you know? So I think asking those questions not only helps the person get to that answer without feeling like judged or an extreme opinion, but it also can help you maybe see a situation in a different way that you might not have been able to see because you aren't them. Exactly. You aren't them. You're not there. So there's so many different layers to it. And 
I just, I think, I think it's a really good tool. So it's funny because I'm like, oh, I didn't even know we were going to go down that route, but it's honestly a tool that I think both of us use consistently because we care. And honestly, like you're saying, it's also, it really is a better tool to understand because we can both have preconceived notions of any given situation that someone may ask us for advice for. And it can actually play out totally differently when we actually take time to gather something when someone's guard isn't up. Because also by asking these questions, the people in your life or for them to ask themselves, whether they share it with you or not, they're going to think about it in a different way than they were before. And they might even be more vulnerable with you about it. I know, for example, that I'll say for like our friend that I just shared those questions with, like, I know she was worlds more vulnerable with me about the actual reality of a situation because I didn't, first of all, I, I didn't feel equipped to make an actual opinion about any of the things she was asking me without that information. Like, right. I didn't think it was fair for me to make such an overarching generalization about a person I don't know. So I think it, it just helps equip you to, to better understand and allows them to, to process and maybe consider things they didn't think about before. So yes. I think it's that, that sense of like two heads, three heads, four heads, like we can all be better than one if we're, if we don't have these things coming up. But, um, I think a lot of times it really can be interpreted as a projection. I know something I've been coming across, mm. um, sometimes is like when people feel really judged and not seen, it is so much easier for them to say like, you don't get it. Even if they Mm. like know that you have had your own fair share of difficult experiences, if you're not there right now, if you're not in that same boat with them right now, they assume you're past it. And therefore like you don't qualify as someone who Mm. struggled with something like that. Mm. So um, yeah, I think that it just, it, it allows for a lot more of a conducive conversation and of course being upfront and direct is important, but like, we're not always there. Yeah, 100%. And I also think on that note, something that I've had to reflect on myself about was being honest with myself of like, okay, well, what do I want for this person? And what might this person want for themselves that might be different from me? Because like, I am a super achiever. I want like this crazy big life. And like, I realized that like, that trajectory may not be for everybody and like or their vision of that might be different than mine and sometimes it's you look at someone's situation and you're like you could do better quote unquote but like they might not want a situation that is like they might actually really be super happy and on the path to what they want and that might not align with your vision and like that's fine. You are not them. They are not you. And like, that's okay. But I think it's hard to do sometimes when we have our own visions of like what we, the potential that we see in the people that we love. Yeah. But like you have to really ask yourself, okay, is this something I want for them? Or is this something that they really want for them? And like, they might not want that for them. And like, you have to check yourself in that situation. And I've had to do that a number of times lately. Yeah, absolutely, Ju. And I, I think it's really powerful that you're able to do that because I think a lot of people don't do that. And as a result, make assumptions about things through their own lens and then also project things onto you. Like I know um, something tangible for me is like for a long time, like people would be really, really taken back by like me being in a relationship for such a long period of time and just not really being like not within myself being like, I need to date someone else. But like a lot of, if people were to place themselves in my shoes, they'd be like, oh, I would definitely be curious. I would definitely want more. And then I started to take that on of like, oh, should I want that? And we've talked about this, but I think that like, there's little things like that where it's like, 
not everybody might like need certain experiences right, exactly. or, or, or any of that stuff, or there's that. But I also think there's a flip side. Well, actually let me finish that piece. So the projections, like, I think that's huge. I think sometimes that is why I am kind of careful about who I seek advice from now at this point in time, yeah. which I've noticed. Um, is because I think I really deeply value in this season and probably for the rest of my life when people in my life are deeply aware of when they're projecting what they want versus when they actually have my best interest in mind because it's so different. Like we can so easily direct someone in another way or share an opinion based on our own shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think I'm so much more careful because I do value my people's advice. I'm so much more careful about who I share things with, not because I'm afraid of what they're going to think, but because I'm really trying to ask people questions for, and feedback on things that, I, that really matter to me. And that I know just like, no matter what it is, that they're able to separate their own experiences from my own. Yeah. And I think I've seen that, like, even when it's come to, and this is a very like different type of example, but even like, I think I see that like in stuff with you do too, like, we talked about the, the silly closet example before where I was like, oh man, like I'm so, I'm, I couldn't do my closet. And you're like, I did it. But like, I genuinely, although I was sad about my closet, I was happy for yours. Yes. And I think that we have a lot of experiences yes. like that. Like we, one of our friends has been talking for months about how she wants a raise and deserves a raise and wants a new job. And then I had not one singular hesitation when it came to being like, by the way, I got a new position and I got a raise. And like, I felt weird about sharing it, but no part of me felt like she was like, fuck her because of right. that. Like, like right. she was equally as happy for me and yes. saw it as, as like hope for herself mm-hmm. instead. And like, I love that. But Ju, on the other hand, I do think that there is this weird line between when, when people do not want the life that you want for yourself and like we shouldn't push them to want a life that we want but I also think there's another hardship that comes along with when we know people do want more for their lives and are right and and they're settling yep Uh and that is a really it's a really really hard line to navigate and it's also a hard line to see the truth of yeah and but I think that that's where the questions come in again as a really good tool because maybe you don't know maybe you're like are they settling or or is this really what they want like maybe you can't tell right off the bat but like ask proposing those questions for them to ask themselves might get them to answer that question totally a hundred percent and I think also like sharing those personal things because of course there have been times where I've been like oh, do I actually want this for myself? And and I'm not sure, or even based on like societal norms, like, oh, is this the career I actually want? Is this the, I don't know, whatever that I actually want? Or is this being informed by like what I think I should be doing? So I think even things like that, like sometimes it's it's based on our people. Sometimes it's based mm-hmm. on society. Like there's so many different um, factors. So I, I agree. I think that the best thing we can do is be clear on what we want. And I think that that's why we've had a lot of like positivity Um, a lot of positivity in this area as of late is because I think that that's what everybody keeps advising us that we keep talking to is like be authentic to you and I think that because we've gotten so clear on that doesn't mean we don't stumble we've had such an easier time of knowing what it is that we actually want out of our life and relationships and all that I also think something I've been doing lately is when I can taking time before giving my advice 
so that I can reflect on the situation a little bit more versus just like going off of exactly what I think in the moment. Like I have been taking a little more time um, before responding with my advice. And I think that that has just allowed me to do less of the giving my personal opinion and more of the like asking the correct questions. Yeah. Situation, but yeah. yeah. So it's it's tricky. And like, of course, we want to be honest with our friends and we want the best for our friends. And uh, it's sometimes it's a hard situation to navigate. But I think like doing those disclaimers, like you said, and being really honest about that. Don't say that if you don't mean that. But like, if you can really be honest about that, if you can really be non-judgmental, and if you can really like be supportive to someone, like I think laying that out there is great. And, you know, trying to find the right questions to ask people to like, get them to find the answers themselves without you having to exactly say it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I, I think it just like puts a lot, it takes the pressure off a little bit. Not that we don't feel it at all, but I think it just, it makes it, it makes us kind of come to the same place with a lot less um, potential combating combative combative um, like responses right and not and not because I'm saying you shouldn't give your opinion but because sometimes people just can't receive our opinions or get defensive about our opinions so like that might be a better way to do it agreed yeah Wow, guys, you would never know based on the way Julia's talking that Ellie will not stop like biting through like absolutely everything right now. No, so, okay, we'll we'll go deal with Ellie teething. Um, if you guys have any advice on giving advice <laughs> to your people you love, let us know. If you need any help navigating a situation like that, let us know. And if you have any questions about this topic, please let us know. We love when you guys um reflect with us on Instagram about the episode and help yeah. us to dig further into into these topics because we're only two people and you guys are mirthful and that helps so we hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and we love you guys we love you guys so much thank you for supporting the show thank you for being our bffs and we'll see you monday bye everybody bye everyone Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.